Hello, BYWG Tribe. Here's a quick, less than one minute review of our supplement, program, and book of the month for August. At the end of the podcast, I will spend a few extra minutes going into finer details, so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for August is our newest premium formulation, Vitamin C Boost. The 10% discount code for the month is lowercase B-O-O-S-T-10. That's Boost 10. It is case sensitive. Our book of the month is The Serpent and the Butterfly, The Seven Laws of Healing by Dr. Ben Reeves. The program of the month is from our friend, the soul-inspired girl, Dr. Laura Foster. The program is called Reclaim Your Voice. And the 15% discount code for our listeners is capital B, capital Y, capital W, capital G. Listen to the end for more specifics. All the links, discount codes, and special offers for the program, supplement, and book will be listed in the show notes in Apple Podcasts, posted on social media, in our weekly newsletter, and on our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now tab. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. I'm your co-host today, Dr. Mike Agenfora, and I have the distinct pleasure of having my good friend, Dr. Laura Foster, on the line today. Laura, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. It is so great to hear your voice. We've wanted to get you on the show, and both of us have been so busy with lots of fun projects, uh, trying to change the world, make the world a better place, and we're finally able to nail down a time where we can get together and have a little chat. I know. I'm super excited that it worked out for us. Absolutely. I'm going to read Laura's bio, and then we're going to dive right into it. Laura believes that life is meant to be experienced as a journey of truths and perfect moments that edge you closer to living from the level of your soul. We all know what truly fulfills us, despite the fact that many of us become distracted from experiencing our greatest life experience. Laura has been an inspired chiropractor for over 20 years, and along the way, she has coached and led retreats, workshops, and group gatherings that have allowed her to tap into her gift of helping others find their truth and greatest sense of self. Our soul work is our greatest work and also our most rewarding. It's where joy, passion, and inspiration reside. And when we take the time to create the space and opportunity to connect with that part of ourselves, we become grounded in who we are. Laura has an enlightened way of helping others find their way to this place in a lighthearted, fun, and relaxed way. Laura has many passions with a multitude of interests, but all of them include connection, laughter, and great food. Life is meant to be shared with meaningful people and an extraordinary experiences. Laura, welcome to the show. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Nobody gets to hear the cuts except for me uh, and Wandalee and Noah, and they will be laughing hysterical at this one because that's just my gift. Uh, it takes me about five minutes to go through the uh, the bios for folks and it, when you listen to it, folks, it sounds great. But believe me, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of traction there in getting that finished product <laughs> out there. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect just the way it was. I loved it. <laughs> so we like to start our show, Laura, with tell us your journey. Tell us how you got here. 
Well, I mean, I will keep this as sort of simple and pointed as possible. I guess um, the easiest way for for listeners to understand is just to start off by saying I'm a chiropractor like yourself. I have joyfully been a chiropractor for 20 years. My, you know, my journey is so much more than that, but it's so interwoven by what I do on a daily basis, at least on that level. I'm a uh, I'm a mom. I have two teenage boys. Um, I love to live a very sort of inspired lifestyle. And it all started when I discovered that what I wanted in the world had a lot to do with how I felt in the world. And so as I grew up and I went through life and I grew up in Western Canada very much and, you know, um, on a hobby farm or, and, you know, at that point, very natural especially compared to where I live now, which is in the suburbs of Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, found that I needed to go into some sort of healthcare. And what I thought was going to be me going to become a medical doctor, I soon realized that the philosophy, the whole life philosophy of being a chiropractor really resonated on a soul level for me, even if I don't think I realized it was a soul level resonance at the time. And I, um, I started my journey into my chiropractic education. So that took me to California and it took me to Washington State where I practiced for a few years. And then eventually, as life often does, it um, it took a right turn and I ended up in, you know, out in the east here and in Ontario, Canada. And for the last 20 years, I've had a really great, fun, family inspired practice uh, just outside of Toronto. And I guess I, along the way, my journey has sort of you know, we've had this conversation. It has taken many turns, but it's deepened over time because it's allowed me to, um, you know, look at my challenges and, you know, grow up and grow into myself. And now that I'm in my late 40s, I think my practice is a great representation of how I feel about life, you know, which you just talked about. Life is about joy and inspiration and perfect moments and, um, you know, living really from the depth of our core and what inspires us. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of how it's been reflected now in all the things that I do. It is remarkable in that you and I met uh, probably eight years ago within the context of a wonderful um, organization, group of chiropractors called the Ultimate Achievers Club, the UAC. And we got to know each other. We spent time together out in uh, Utah with our families. And it, it, what I look at what we do now, and I, I am grateful every day for this because I got to actually think with a greater depth and breadth to what it is that we do. What are our, what are our gifts? And this has been remarkable. And when, I really wanted you on the show because I, I look at you as as a chiropractor who is deeply spiritual. Hmm. And I think that's taken you in a direction that most people will never uh, will never go. Yeah, well, I definitely I I that's a word that I've used with myself in the last couple of years. So I love that that is something that you perceive for me because you know I. My last five years have been challenging for me, which, you know, I got divorced um, from a long marriage um, from a great guy that just truly had different values for myself. And together we had to find a way to come together for our two teenage boys and create 
a new life that, you know, reflected our love for them, but a difference in our lifestyle going forward. Um, and along this, at, at the same time, it was, it was a point in my life where I took a really good look at a lot of things that I was doing. And there were a lot of things that were going extremely well for me, but there were things that didn't fulfill me, things that weren't in alignment with who I really am. And I really started to think, but I also, you know, want to talk about more about the dangers of thinking, but I really wanted to, to think and desire how I want to live the rest part of my, the, the rest of my life. So when you talk about the changes that have gone on for me, a lot of it has to do with just deepening where my understanding about what life is really about and having a lot of the things that I bring to the world. In other words, my gifts to the world be more representational of that, I guess you would say. Yeah, I love that. And what the the one word that you hit on that that kind of I don't want it to get lost is your values. And this is one of the things within the last eight years is very similar to yourself, successful practice, really helping a lot of people. But what what are my values? And really to sit down and not just contemplate that, which is the first step, but actually to live your values every day and that's what i see you doing with your tribe and i think the tribe has been opened from not just our local where we are but now with us in the online world that tribe becomes so much bigger and our reach becomes so much bigger well i i think when you get really entrenched in what you stand for in other words, your values, what's important to you. Or sometimes I, I say to people, if you can't think of what your values are, think of it as your kind of power words. You know, how do you want to feel in your life? Like, what do you want to exhibit? Where do you want to vibrate from? So, you know, for me, it's a lot about passion and joy and connection and love and purpose. Like, there are words that I know that I want to vibrate in or live in on a daily basis. And, I, and that love and connection and so on becomes really strong for me. So when you and I talk about that, we talk about, you know, that's our values. So when we're making decisions in the world about what we say yes to and what we say no to and what we lean into and what we lean out of, oftentimes it's going to come back for you and I because we're clear on our values. What aligns with our values? Because that alignment creates a different level of vibration. And when your vibration is strong, in other words, when you raise your level of vibration, you start attracting your tribe. And that's when the people who resonate with your message become stronger. And I'm, I'm with you. Having this online format is amazing because people can sense that. They can feel that sort of that, that level of energy. And all of a sudden now, um, people who felt alone or segregated or different than other people who couldn't really land their message and their vision for what they wanted for themselves, all of a sudden can start mentoring and aligning with other people, which is so much what your podcast is about. And, and I, that resonates with me on a deep level. Yeah, it's, I, I, I really owe this, um, this podcast to, to my partners, both Noah DeCoya and Wanda Lee McPhee in that Noah and I had listened to podcasts for years and finally we were talking because we practiced together here in the People's Republic of New Jersey and <laughs> and I was like we could do this you know it's like two guys just said oh I could do this we, we could do this we could so <laughs> do this and like well who could we um who could we get to be in our merry band here and like Wanda Lee would be perfect 
Wonderly would like to do this. So the three of us get together. We form we form the Center for Epigenetic Expression, and then we rebrand last year to Beyond Your Wildest Genes. And it's just taken off. People see, like you said, they they feel that passion. It's remarkable that that can that can be felt over in listening in our auditory presence we can convey that passion and then exactly like happened six seven years ago we're listening to a podcast somebody hears dr laura foster like wow i really like what she said i need to learn more and the reality is 20 years ago it couldn't happen it could yeah, have never right. happened. It, it, so living in this time, and people say it's a time of transition, it's a it's challenging times. I, I believe there's never been a better opportunity than we have right now before us. Well, the biggest thing that I see that's changed is that the level of consciousness and awareness in people is really increased. And I think that's because it's so, you know, we're in a information, you know, overload, but in a good way as well. You know, if there is something that you want to know more about, if there's something that you're passionate about, if there's something that you want to deepen into, there are so many places for you to reach out and get it. And then also, you know, it's that daily habit of what do you want to be doing on a daily habit, on a daily basis? You know, how do you want to uh, inspire yourself or stay in alignment with what you truly want. You know, before you felt segregated, right? You picked up the paper or you got a magazine or the TV guide gave out, came out once a week. Like there really wasn't a lot of ways to, to be inspired. Now you can almost be over inspired and that's a good thing, right? That, that allows Absolutely. people to, to find the tribe, find the people that resonate with them. And uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So what do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself inspired? What's a day in the life? It varies, of course, but there are certain habits and rituals that I feel are um, incredibly grounding and centering for me, and almost all of them start off at the beginning of my day. I feel like when uh, I'm quiet and I get up in my household before you know, the chaos of the day starts, I feel I can be most connected to my own self. I feel like that sort of messaging with divine is much stronger when I wake up in the morning and before I, you know, pick up my phone or, you know, get going on the busyness of the day, I, I always spend 20 to 30 minutes uh, grounding myself into what's important to me. So whether that's listening to a podcast or journaling, um, you know, meditation is really an important component of what I do on a daily and weekly basis. It's an opportunity for me to be quiet and be inspired by really what my soul wants. Because, you know, there's that, there's that aspect of ourselves that comes through from our mind, and then there's that aspect of who we are that comes through from our soul. And, you know, being able to center in with your soul, I think, are those messages that, you know, people call them intuition, people call them yearnings or longings, but really it's a message of who you really are, your soul speaking to you. And the closer I believe that you can get to creating lifestyle that is constantly in alignment with that, the, the more passion and purpose and connection and so on that you're going to have. So I use that time in the morning. So whether I'm meditating or I'm journaling, like I said, or I'm reading something that connects me 
with what's important to me, that's what I do in the morning. And so it's, for me, it's, it always starts with my bulletproof coffee. I always make something really delicious and, and heartfelt to drink first thing in the morning. And then, and then it's about just me time. So 15 to 30 minutes. Throughout the day, I may do other things. You know, exercise is a great sort of moving component to keeping me in alignment and in balance, my energy high and so on. And, and then it's just filling my day with things that are, like I said, in alignment with my values, stuff that I'm excited to do, people I'm excited to hang out with, work that is passionate for me, and uh, spending my day as much as I can doing the things that, that are, are, like I said, right there in alignment with my, my greater self, I guess. Do you have any particular rituals um, end of day that you adhere to? Yes. Um, I think sleep is the, uh, I honestly, I say that in jest, but it's true. I think sleep is the place where we bring everything together for ourselves and we are so apt to skip it. You know, we, if we're going to sort of pull anything out of our lifestyle, uh, because we're busy or stressed or something, we deny ourselves sleep. So I have a great ritual of getting myself to bed. I'm not kidding you. So uh, you know, when my kids get ready for bed, I get ready for bed and I do my best to crawl into bed between nine and 10 at night and I will pull out a book or pull out a journal or, you know, again, I might do a short meditation or whatnot, but I like to bookend my days with the things that are important to me and keep me centered. So that's what I do. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, similar to yourself, my wife, who is a huge fan of yours, <laughs> um, She's up early before everybody else in the house, and she journals every day without Love fail, it. no matter where we are in the world. Um, she's journaling every day. Um, and at night, same thing. She's uh, reading or journaling before she goes to bed, and that's just uh, her time, her time for herself. I, on the other hand, am the night owl um, <laughs> and doing a lot of work online. I will use a program called f.lux which dims your computer screen so that the blue light does not come through and that kind of uh, gets uh, blue light excites your brain so at the end of the night I don't want my brain too excited I want it to kind of just calm down and that's one of the things I do I also wear blue blocking glasses at night just because it will help me get a better night's sleep just two of the things and then um you know, it's in the morning. I, I use five-minute journal. Again, being a techie, uh, it's real easy. It's on my phone. I I do that in the morning. Of course, after my bulletproof coffee, because everything is better <laughs> after bulletproof coffee. We uh, are in agreement there. Oh, absolutely. But uh, there are times uh, also I meditate right before bed. Again, it's just really in that sleep mode that you're talking about. And I'd always been a typical dude like, I'm going to sleep. Uh, there's time to sleep when I'm dead. I don't need to sleep. And, and, you know, <laughs> and then that works until it doesn't work and you crash. <laughs> So yeah. it's like, okay, well, what do I need to do different here? Let, let you know, four hours of sleep a night just doesn't work. It really doesn't. And I love how we, you know, we can have a tendency to wear it as a badge of honor. And you're right, until it no longer works, which is typically somewhere around 40. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, guys have a tendency you know, we've got to bang our head against the wall a couple times for it to finally sink in. Um, but I, I highly recommend a, a 
seven and a half or I function better at eight hours so I try to retro engineer that so that I'm getting eight hours I'm waking up at 650 seven o'clock I'm going to bed at 11 just so that I have that solid um, solid almost eight hours in there yeah I'm in agreement with that I feel like um, we bring our life together when we sleep and all the good work that we do in the day, you know, the creating and the achieving and the, you know, whether you're talking about your physical body or your mental, emotional body, it all has to come together and unite in synergy. And that doesn't really happen when we're running from event to event and we're micromanaging our time and we're at the level of busyness that most North Americans for sure are. Um, and so if you really want a free thing to do that will leverage your level of health and well-being, it's simply getting to bed before, you know, ideally around 1030, because then you're in proper alignment with, you know, the universe and light and dark cycles and so on. So I'm in agreement there. Yeah. Let's talk about something that's uh, near and dear to your heart. It, you even, it even says it in your bio. Um, you're passionate about a multitude of things, but one <laughs> of them is great food. Well, yeah. <laughs> you you want to talk about that? I I mean, that's a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> that that's a show in uh, into itself. Um, I I just just touch on that a little bit because I I, I wanted to segue. So okay, go ahead. Definitely. Well, to me, you know, good food. Food um, is often looked as a form of punishment and an area of resistance for people. We often feel bad about food and how we eat and how we make choices and we obsess about it. Not everyone, but a lot of people in my experience. And uh, I started off life young as worrying about food. You know, I worried about my weight and I was concerned about how I looked and how I felt. And, you know, that was my evolution growing up when I was much younger. I'm not, you know, I, it didn't go to any level of extreme, but I was cognizant of it. I, as I, as I grew and I deepened into who I am, I changed my relationship with food and now I see food as joy. So it's not a reward and it's not a punishment. It's joy. It's um, eating delicious food prepared properly in the way that food was intended to be, you know, grown and raised and prepared and fed to us in joy and love to me is again, an expression of high vibration and to eat like that is to, self-honor myself. I know that sounds so weird to some people, but when you shift your relationship with food, um, that's what food becomes. So now I, I think of food as joy. So it doesn't mean I go around eating all day long or anything like that, but I eat with a level of consciousness and awareness and um, appreciation. And uh, that that's what food has become for me. I love that. So in in talking about this, most times, most people have a love-hate relationship with food, and, and particularly sugar. Mm-hmm. So yes. you started a sugar detox program. Could you talk to us about that? I Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, this sounds like one of those – this happened to me by accident, actually. Um, it's become, you know, sort of a force on in itself meaning that um, I've been doing a 40-day online sugar detox for over a year now. And I we have hundreds of people that have gone through the program and loved it. And how it started was, you know, I have a, a great practice, a great family practice. 
Uh, I've been adjusting, you know, the spine and nervous system for years and had amazing results. But one of the things that was always so painfully obvious to me is that there's a disconnect between how we want to feel and how we're fueling ourselves. And, you know, doing 60 minute workshops and things like that, it wasn't, you know, on nutrition and fueling wasn't getting the results from my practice members that I felt we could get. And it was holding them back from having a greater sense of life expression. So I developed this program. I started off as 30 days and I did it online so that we could um, increase our reach and give people no reason why they couldn't be a part of it. And it's grown. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm currently in the middle of doing one right now. And uh, it's it's been fantastic having people become aware of what they eat, becoming conscious of what they eat is so important. And in a lifetime and in a lifestyle now where there are so many ways to turn, do you count carbs, do you count calories, do you count fats, do you food combine, do you eat this way, do you eat that way? We just simplified it. We made it about sugar. And as a result of making it about sugar, um, people have become incredibly aware of where sugar exists in their diet. And let me tell you, it is in so many more things than most people are, are aware of. And as a result of that, you know, focusing on that and having a really detailed step-by-step program, menus, you know, online webinars and, you know, private Facebook pages and all of those sort of components where you, one, learn more and two, have a proper strategy, it's been life-changing for people. That's fantastic. And and you lead this program, correct? I do. I lead this program. Um, you know, I do a lot of practice members out of my practice, of course, that connect into the program. Yep. But now that we've run the program so so long, I've I have Europeans that are in it. I have, you know, Americans and I have people on the other side of Canada and it's it's been fantastic. So the movement's been growing just based on the results that people are getting and uh it's great to have any program that gives you the level of not just detail, but mentorship and support that lets you navigate to the other side and get the results that you're looking for. And it's something that I'm noticing people are going from, hey, I'm doing a 40-day detox to, hey, I can really continue to live this lifestyle for the rest of my life. And I feel fantastic. And their life is changing. Uh, their health is changing. But probably more importantly, what ends up happening is it goes from a sugar detox, something that's so much of a physical thing that we're talking about, you know, how we fuel and hydrate our body, the physiology, the metabolism, the way we create hormones and immunity and all these different things, which are, of course, incredibly important. But over the course of the detox, they change their appreciation for food. They change their relationship to food which means that they start becoming more conscious aware and they start looking at other aspects of not just their diet, but also of their lifestyle. And probably the thing that's most excited me and for some reason surprised me about it is it's become about other parts of their life. So when they get to the end of 40 days, they're going, you know, what else am I tolerating in my life? What else do I want to change? What else do I want to up level? What other new experiences do I want to have? And the strategies on some level that they use to create success in that program are similar strategies that they can continue to use in the rest of their life. So that's the reason that I have become more passionate about it. And I've started to expand, you know, my reach in terms of who I bring the program to. So that's something that's always available to your listeners as well. Awesome. I appreciate that. We will have um, all of that information in the show notes for people 
so that they um, can definitely look that up. Uh, I, it's that is something that my wife and I are, are both passionate about as well. Uh, my wife being a trained pastry chef, and <laughs> um, yeah, and me at one time weighing close to 300 pounds. I was an athlete and worked out like I was an athlete so that I could eat everything I wanted and then living with a pastry chef who was like, try this, try this. And, you know, these are pastries we're talking about. <laughs> um, and again, that worked until it didn't work anymore. Um, but the, the big turnaround for us was when Denise um, had cancer and I put two and two together after she went for her PET scan, which is a radioactive glucose mon uh, molecule, and that looks for other clumps of this. I'm like, wait a minute. If this is looking for for sugar, and I figured it out that we shouldn't be eating sugar. So we, yeah. we immediately stopped that. And, and I can I can tell you that it's, the, it's just like you said, Laura, it's your relationship with food and and i understand exactly what you're saying is that your relationship with food actually changes it stops being a detox and it just becomes a way of life well i i mean i think wording is important and um it's weird but we're happy to do detoxes right if i said hey i'm going to teach you a clean eating lifestyle people are yawning yes but if you tell people you're going to put them through a detox they get excited it's like you're going to do a boot camp on on nutrition and um you know it's funny it's just our it's the human experience and so you know it doesn't occur to them around until around day 25 that they're like hey this is something I want to do for the rest of my life, or I like how I feel when I do this, and uh, I see the ripple effect into the rest of my life. So, I, you know, I just love that that connection that you, of course, would naturally make with sugar and even just, you know, fueling cancer. Um, I just think, you know, I often say to people, I'm doing a sugar detox, and without fail, so many people say, I don't really eat sugar. <laughs> and and bless them, I get what they're saying. They're not standing there eating. Maybe they don't have a pastry chef in their household. So there is that. I'll give them that. But what we don't recognize is just, you know, food, quote, manufacturers know the addictive quality of sugar. Mm -hmm. And so they're aware that if they put a certain amount of sugar in food, that consumers become physiologically connected to the food and will purchase more of it. So there are things, there's sugar in foods that you, you know, you, for one, wasn't in food 30 years ago. And, uh, you're probably, most people are quite unaware that they're consuming. So again, it's just increasing a level of consciousness. I love that. So let's talk about this increasing the level of consciousness. And obviously, looking through the lens of detoxing, it allows that lens to open up to wider things, I believe. Right. So talk to us about you've started a yoga retreat. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have an awesome yoga retreat that's coming up in Nasara, Costa Rica in April of 2018. Mm -hmm. And it is the culmination of me doing a lot of smaller retreats in my area of Ontario. And this, again, this is an evolution of my own practice and my own learnings. But one of the things that I feel is is my gifting is um, I see people, not meaning I see people from a ghost perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take this in the wrong direction. I mean, 
I love to see people. I see people for their potential. I see people for who they are, which is easier for other people to do than often to see within ourselves. And I do believe that most people, majority of people are here to experience love and be loved and to show passion for their life. But I do think that we get separated from what's important to us. And we sometimes have a difficult time connecting with that voice of who we really are and what we want. And it becomes difficult sometimes for us to navigate towards our true sense of self. And um, I think that sometimes when you put yourself in an experience or you're with people in a certain experience, it's so much more clear. And I wanted to offer that as an opportunity. So I partnered together with David Good, who is one of my serious favorite yogis on the planet. Um, and it is, it is a yoga retreat in an absolutely gorgeous place. But the reason that I picked Costa Rica is because Costa Rica in and of itself is a really spectacular area in terms of energy, um, close to the, on the ocean for one. Just there is a level of, um, openness and expansion in Costa Rica. If you've never been, it's definitely worth checking out. And Nasara is one of those most beautiful areas of, of Costa Rica. So David and I decided that we were going to lead a retreat down there because it's going to physically put people in a place that's going to shift who they are before they even get there. It's going to, you know, create an opening. And then we're going to walk them through a seven day retreat, uh, in a fantastic place. And, you know, you're going to have the opportunity to do yoga every day, which of course is, um, grounding and opening right there. But then also I'm going to lead them through a program that I do called Heart Spark, which is fun and lighthearted because you know that's my mission in life. Way to kind of connect back in with what's important to you. And you can take that you know, as little or as far as you want along, along the opportunity. And, and that's what we're doing next year. That is brilliant. Um, talk to me, uh, I, I talk to me a little bit more about heart spark. What is that? Well, the word heart spark is something, you know, that I came up with because I'm aware that, um, I know when I'm in alignment with my soul, when I feel a spark in the center of my heart, you know, right in the middle of my chest, it is, for me, the area where I ground the most with who I am. And I hope that doesn't, you know, I hope that resonates with some people on some level. You know, when you have an idea or you have an experience or you meet a person and you get that feeling, you know, right in the center of your core. And it's like, for me, it's it's like a spark. And I have learned that that's a connection piece for me, that 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 tells me something when I feel that, that I am doing something of value or that I am experiencing something that I need to pay attention to or say yes to or lean into. And, you know, I think that that's the way we can guide ourselves in many ways that reconnects us with um, our gifts and, you know, our divine possibilities for one. And so, uh, you know, that's where HeartSpark came from. And I have created a bit of a process uh, you know, it's not going to be hours every day because you're in Costa Rica. You need to go have fun. Mm -hmm. But a little part of every day is going to be spent in deepening into that and kind of walking through this fun journey and, you know, seeing more of who we are and connecting more with that. And if you walk away from the end of the seven days feeling more joyful, more abundant, more gracious and have more gratitude for who you are and what you're capable of, then my work will be done. That is brilliant. Um, and that is that your first time that you're offering that down in Costa Rica? 
Yes, it is. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, how could you not come away more joyful um, after that? Well, (laughs) it's so true. It'd be kind of tough. It would be kind of tough. Even if you didn't even run into me and you just went there, you'd probably have a great experience as well. But we are definitely putting together a program that is meant to um, inspire people for for really what they already know. And, of course, given that, you know, I'm already a foodie and that I love divine, you know, lifestyles, we did not skimp on the place that we chose to have this retreat. (laughs) Very nice. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I have to do the retreat, too, so, you know... (laughs) I wanted to make sure it was up to par for anybody attending. Uh, I love that. You know, our, our mission for our Beyond Your Wildest Genes, um, and it is borrowed from, um, gratefully borrowed from my mission, which is to educate, empower, and inspire our community. Um, but also, you know, on a daily basis, and I write this down every day, m- my mission is to create value, opportunities, and possibilities. And this is what you're doing. The, 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 it's inside out. And that's what we're trying to get to, folks. It's the inside out, not the outside in. Yeah, you're so right. And, and I think the reason, well, I know part of the reason that we become confused about that is because of the messages that we receive in the world. You know, we are often told to suppress or take something or do something that numbs us or shuts us down or disconnects us um, from not just what we want, but what we're feeling. Because if we don't like what we're feeling, our natural tendency is to not want to feel that way. And true well-being, true life experience, um, a level of life expression that I think we're all seeking, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's your body knows how to heal. Your body knows how to connect, adapt, regenerate. It knows how to give you the life purpose that, you, you know, the life experience that you were put on this earth to, to experience. So it's a matter of creating enough alignment in all of your habits and rituals and actions and thoughts and any way that you can do that to get you closer to that from the inside out is going to give you what you're looking for. That's my experience. I love that, Laura. Um, I'm really cognizant of your time, and I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, where can people find you in the world? Probably the best way is just through my website and my blog, which is drlaurafoster.com and you know you can connect with my programs and the retreat and you can certainly email me and get a hold of me through there so that's the best place and if people are in Canada and they're looking for a chiropractor fosterchiropractic.com we are in Newmarket Ontario awesome well thanks again for being on the show it is truly my pleasure Um, it was a blast it flew by I will have all the information that Laura and I talked about in the show notes. Um, so don't go scrambling trying to write everything down saying I've, I've really got to get in touch with uh, Dr. Foster. So I will have that all down for you folks. So don't worry about that. Anything else before we go, Laura? I just wanted to show my appreciation and honor your message. I um, have been a fan of your podcast since the beginning, and I think you're doing just such important work. So I wanted to say thank you for that. Oh, it's my pleasure. Again, it's it's our passion, as we've said before. And, um, you know, it started literally um, 
awoken the passion with inside me. So thanks again for being on the show. Folks, if you like what you heard, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us to help others find us. We're basically the little podcast that could. Um, so I would appreciate a review. And I want to thank everybody for taking the time out to listen today. And have a great day. Ciao. So here's some more specifics. Our August supplement of the month is vitamin C boost. It is a blend of vitamin C, both as ascorbic acid and in the natural food source, the acerola cherry. Vitamin C is crucial for immune function and collagen production. It can help you sleep by lowering cortisol at night and is particularly important for cigarette smokers. We've added in grapeseed extract, glutathione, and zinc to truly make this a one-of-a-kind vitamin C supplement. For the entire month of August, if you use the code lowercase B-O-O-S-T-10, BOOST10, you will receive 10% off this incredible new formulation. You can pick it up at our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com, or if you're local, you can pick it up at the office just mentioning the code. The August book of the month is The Serpent and the Butterfly, The Seven Laws of Healing by Dr. Ben Reeves. This is a really profound, easy book to read. You can listen to Dr. Mike interview Dr. Ben on the July 20th BYWG podcast. Our highlighted program for August is from our friend, soul-inspired girl, Dr. Laura Foster. The program is called Reclaim Your Voice, and the 15% discount code for our listeners is capital BYWG. Reclaim Your Voice is a 21-day online series for women who seek to speak their absolute truth with more confidence, courage, and conviction. The program begins August 10th. The link will be in the podcast show notes and weekly emails. Included will also be an invitation for female listeners to join the private Facebook group called Soul Inspired Girl, a space for heart-led women. And mind you, girl is not spelt with an I, it's spelt with a U. Thanks for listening, and as always, be awesome and never unawesome.